0: Grow With Me provides exercises and tips for living your best life now. This means loving yourself and allowing positive change to find you when you're having fun being who you are. Many of us spend our lives in the future waiting for things to get better or striving to accomplish the next thing on our to-do list. But we feel most fulfilled when we make a conscious choice to love our life exactly as it is in this moment. I'm your host, Dina Martin. A couple weeks ago, I had jury duty. I was selected, and my case was for someone smuggling drugs. We ended up finding this person guilty, and I wondered about his past and all the events and decisions that led to the crime. What was his why for thinking this was the best thing for him to do? I felt responsibility in finding him guilty that weighed on me at first, and I could feel it across the whole jury, knowing we're playing a part in his fate. In the end, I decided it was his decision to be there accepting a consequence. It was a little like when my kids make mistakes, and sometimes I might want to give them too many chances to correct them because I don't want to have to give them a consequence. But the consequence is the best thing for them. Life doesn't feel so good when we're not listening to our hearts. I also relate this in my own life. Everything that happens and any consequence that results is an opportunity for me to decide this is happening to me or this is happening for me. This slight change in the way of looking at things makes a huge difference. It impacts how I feel, how I treat other people, and the types of things that happen moving forward in my life. And I have a pretty incredible story that shows how I altered my outlook about things that happened in my past to change my future. Five years ago, I was on vacation with my family and I got a text from my dog sitter saying, Hey, I just wanted to give you a heads up that I heard footsteps going upstairs in your house last night. So I called the police and five police cars showed up and searched the house. Everything's fine. I just responded, Okay, thanks for letting me know. Because if I told her my father passed away a few months ago and likes to play jokes, then she probably would have left. I needed somebody to take care of my dog. To me, home is that place where I feel safe and secure. I can relax, and I feel comfortable being who I am. But after my dad took his life, my house didn't feel like home anymore. When he was alive, I'd see him at birthdays and holidays, but I always kept him at arm's length. When he passed, he was everywhere. I couldn't escape him. He grew up in Ohio, and he likes to tell people how he lived next door to Eric Carmen. He's the guy who sang the 1980s song Hungry Eyes. After he passed, every time I turned on the radio, I would hear that song more than Taylor Swift. (laughs) Once I was picking out a Father's Day card at the store for my now ex-husband, and I was humming along to it for a while before I even realized what was playing. Once I did, I said, Happy Father's Day, Dad. My dad was really into classic horror films, and he had this offbeat sense of humor that only my family would get. And he was also really creative. So it totally makes sense that he would choose the creepiest ways to haunt me. I'd see his face over mine when I looked in the mirror. I'd feel a cold chill move up my right arm and hear his voice. Things would fall off the walls when my family talked about him my daughter's lights and her sound machine would turn on and off on their own. Just hers. I'm not sure why, but I can go on and on. At the time, it wasn't funny. I was really scared, and it felt like there was nowhere to hide. One day, I walked into my closet, and the garnet necklace my grandmother passed down to me was lying in the middle of the floor. Later that day, I happened to see in an email that garnet is for protection. So I took it as a sign and I wore my grandmother's garnet necklace at all times, even in the shower. I remember being so scared one night in bed. I was clutching the necklace and I'm not a religious person, but I recited the Lord's prayer in my head. And as I did, somehow the words changed to, our father who's not in heaven, Harris be thy name. (laughs) Then in the middle of the night, another night, I woke up to the bed shaking like straight out of the exorcist. I'm not making this up. (laughs) But my head didn't start spinning, thank goodness. I ended up finding out later that we had an earthquake that night, which was odd. I've lived in Atlanta nearly all my life, and I've never felt an earthquake. Whatever it was, I think my dad had something to do with it. But that was it. I said, I'm done. That's when I decided I wasn't going to live in fear anymore. I'd started taking these spiritual classes shortly after my dad passed, and so I asked one of the ladies who taught the class for advice. She said, he's probably here because I wasn't forgiving my past. I'd never heard of anything like that before, but I was willing to try anything. So I started looking at all the memories from my childhood that upset me, and I forgave my father, and I forgave myself. And I also forgave myself for not doing more to try to help him while he was still alive. I decided everything happened exactly the way it was meant to happen. I never needed anything but my own love. I stopped seeing myself as a victim. Blaming others for how I feel gives away my power. I'm stronger now, and I am who I am today because of my past. Over time, the spooky activity slowed, and then it stopped. It was one of the most difficult things I've ever overcome, but also the most rewarding. I mended my relationship with my father. I stopped being afraid of ghosts. I let go of all that stuff I had buried deep within me. I said before that home is a place where I feel safe and secure, where where I feel relaxed and I can be myself. And these are feelings, and feelings come from inside me. Now, if something outside of me feels unsafe, then I find within me where that feeling is coming from, and I heal it. When I feel home where I am is where I want to be. I'm not trying to escape. So home isn't a physical place. It's wherever I am. Sometimes my younger daughter will wake in the middle of the night with nightmares and come crying into my room. A lot of times my first instinct is to say, don't worry. It isn't true. It was a dream. You're safe. Recently, I responded in a different way to her nightmare. She said there were monsters' arms coming up from the ground trying to grab her. Sounds pretty scary, right? I told her that those monsters are actually love and she doesn't need to be afraid of them. A couple nights later, she said she had another dream about monsters' arms coming up from the ground. And this time they were giving her Polly Pocket toy back that she had dropped. (laughs) My response to my daughter's nightmare is also how I speak to myself about my fears and limiting beliefs that show up for me in my waking life. I'm being triggered to remember the feeling from a time when I felt. Unsafe or unloved. I send love to the situation I'm in. Then I tell myself whatever limiting belief is showing up isn't true. I'm always treated with love and respect. I respond appropriately, but I don't accept these are just the types of things that happen to me. For example, I had a limiting belief around not being enough. No matter how hard I worked in life, how good my grades were, or how well I performed at my job, something in me believed I wasn't enough compared to other people. Others had better ideas or just knew better than me. Over time, my mind would gather evidence to support this. My presentations in my previous job were revised so much by my peers that eventually it wasn't really my ideas in them anymore. I was always shocked in performance evaluations when my bosses would tell me I'm doing great They'd encourage me to keep going. Once I started focusing on loving myself, I was ready to heal the part of me that needs others to approve of me or fears others know better than me. In a truly collaborative environment, all ideas hold equal value and our hearts guide us to the best solution for the situation. As part of my healing, I removed myself from situations where my ideas were shunned or where I was told to revise my work in a way that would change what my heart really wanted to say. To stop believing I wasn't enough meant saying no over and over again when my old limiting beliefs showed up in my life. When asked to change, no matter how small, I walked away from opportunities that seemed to be a big step forward on my new career path. When I'm true to myself, I never need anything but my own love. Eventually, my outer world started aligning with my new belief system. This past summer, I felt inspired to write an article, and I submitted it to the Atlanta edition of Natural Awakenings magazine. They loved the article and published it as written in this December's issue. It's called Spiraling to Love if you want to check it out. It's in print and also online in the Walking Each Other Home section. Feeling home for me took letting go of the person who felt like she wasn't enough and becoming strong in who I am. There's physical safety, and then there's the feeling like it's safe to be myself. Home is the feeling of both of these. Truly feeling enough took more than just saying no to people who wanted to change me or my ideas. I needed to believe in myself despite what anyone else thought of me. One thing that's been extremely helpful for me has been to create an image and a feeling in my head around myself at home. Me and my full potential. This is the person who is free as a bird. She never has to worry about anything. She knows everything's already worked out for her. It's the feeling of all of my dreams coming true. She's happy, she's carefree. I have an image of her somewhere remote hanging out on a hammock that's gently swaying back and forth. It's the perfect weather outside, not too warm or too cool. The sky is clear, and there are trees all around. She has a big basket of ripe strawberries next to her, and she's eating them one by one. This person moves from her heart. When she does something, she doesn't need anything in return. When things don't turn out as expected, she shrugs them off. She already has everything she needs. Nobody needs to like her. She loves herself exactly as she is. So then I take the feeling from that image, from my ideal self, and I bring the energy of it into my life now. I think about how this person reacts to everything that's in my life now and how she moves through the day. I already am her. It's just a matter of canceling out the voice that tries to tell me otherwise. What I've noticed is as I've become more comfortable in my own skin, it changes the energy I bring to places I go. And this impacts what I experience when I'm there. For example, this was my first time at jury duty, but everyone there, including the judge, clerks, lawyers, jury, all felt like family. I enjoyed being there. The trial lasted three days longer than we were told it would likely last. So when it seemed to drag on, I just reminded myself I was exactly where I wanted to be. I knew my heart chose to be there, and that means whatever happened was for my highest good. I didn't need to be anywhere else. For your homework, find your home. It's the place in your heart where you feel safe and secure, you're relaxed, and you can be yourself. It's the version of you in your full potential, meaning you are 100% you. You aren't worried about anything. How does this person feel and act? What does he or she look like? How do they walk into a crowded room? Then create an image like my hammock with strawberries. What is this person doing when relaxing without a care in the world? At least once a day, bring the energy from your personal image into your day. Make decisions and respond to situations the way this person would. Notice how when you find this person within you, you feel lighter and more carefree. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Me. Be sure to follow the show to catch the latest episodes. If you have any feedback or questions about what was discussed, please email me at growwithdina at gmail.com. That's G-R-O-W-W-I-T-H-D-E-N-A at gmail.com.